Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have the one and only Mr. Troy Aberley on the show. I think I'm saying his name right. <laughs> anyway, hey, stay with us. We'll be right back with you. back let me bring troy on troy welcome to the show hey ken how you doing today i'm doing fantastic man i'm very 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 excited to have you here so um troy, did i say your last name right aberly you did you did perfect god wow Luck. you're like one of the first people in the last 10 years who've done that <laughs> instead of aber abril and abril and Ab yeah just, so many There's ones i can't even repeat <laughs> aberly aberly so troy um you know i started this show about a little more than three years ago to help people get unstuck in life we all go through crap and um you know, some people stay stuck and, and that's what this is about is, you know, I believe that by hearing other people's life stories and how they went through stuff and I, I really truly feel like we, we can help people. So, um, Victoria has joined us this morning. Larry Schneider is always here. Christopher Voss. How you doing, Christopher? Um, he, I think he didn't finish his sentence too amazing. Amazing what? <laughs> uh, there's Scott Ricard and Christopher finishing his sentence. Love it. So we have we have other people popping on. But Troy, why don't we start with you telling everybody where you were born and raised? So I was born in Alberta, Canada, southern <laughs> Alberta, Canada, a little uh, small town of about 65,000 people. And um, yeah, I mean, just really just a normal, I don't know, I guess for us, a normal oil and gas town, uh, farming community, uh, some manufacturing, and yeah, just uh, on the wide open prairie. You didn't so, say A. I'm, I, when I'm talking to Americans, I'm careful. <laughs> I'll throw I, in a I, for you. I love, I love that, though. I, I always, when I'm talking to my Canadian friends, I'm like, how you doing, A? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I can hear it more when I when I when I speak to other people, but it uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of A's here. Yeah. yeah. So so no. you, Alberta is kind of in over in the middle, right? In the middle of. No, it's on the west side, so it's uh, directly north of Montana. Okay. Yeah. So if you went uh, south of where I am now, yeah, it would be like really south of uh, north of Great Falls by about four hours okay so yeah, medicine hat is actually only what like an hour from the border from the united states border so spent a lot of time in the united states yeah in in montana yeah wow it's beautiful there oh, i've it's heard it's country. beautiful in in alberta yes we also have a home in uh calgary now and just west of calgary and we're very blessed because we literally live in the forest uh, on the edge of the rocky mountains uh wow with uh crystal blue waters and uh big peaks of uh, rock so it's it's gorgeous it's really pretty country yeah so so what was it like for you growing up in um in in alberta as a kid i mean what what did you what did you do yeah, so for us, like I had a huge passion in agriculture, still do today. I grew up on a farm, um, and what you know, we were, uh, you know, we were part of a really busy family. Uh, my my dad worked in oil and gas. My mom was a nurse, and uh, you know, you worked really, really hard. Um, you know, you worked long hours. We had the farm at the same time, and um, you know, you just really understood a 
a really extreme work ethic, I would call it. Uh, a lot of your holidays are, are work days. Yeah. So did you like, is, was it crops or livestock or both? Both, uh, from uh, mostly crops for us and, uh, you know, your wheat, canola, mustard, barley, uh, some hay, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So just your traditional farm, right? You've, you've baled hay. Oh yes. I don't know a single piece of equipment I've never operated can. You know, but I, I mean, I would say the majority of of teenagers today have no idea what work really is. You go out and bale hay for just one day, and it'll give you a whole new perspective on life. Yeah, and I think you know it's a great point. I think you know when you're out, say baling hay and. And now you have the, you know, might be, it might start out as a nice day and all of a sudden something breaks. Now weather's starting to come in. There's a lot of mental things that happen as well too, but all of a sudden you're a mechanic and you might come home and have to be an electrician for the barn. And, yeah. and uh, I think farming looks glorious. It's a great industry, but at the same time, it's, for us, it was expensive. And they know that my parents worked really hard to pay for the farm and the dream of the lifestyle of the farm. And so we, yeah. we worked hard. We, we did a lot of stuff. But, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world, Ken. The work ethic I got, Luke's probably already at 12 years old, can back up almost anything with a trailer now. Wow. Um, right? Because it's something that I really appreciated. My first yeah. standard uh, that I learned how to drive was a 13-speed tandem truck. Wow. wow. You know? So for, I think when you can explore all of the different things that you can be on a farm, it allows you to be maybe a master of nothing, but a whole pile of trades all at once. Yeah. I think that's what made it really exciting for me. And, and it gives you a, a, a work ethic. Yes. I mean, you uh, get to see what you did. Like when you go see yeah. the crop, Ken, like seeding was my favorite uh, thing for sure. I love seeding. But, you know, you get to till up that soil, um, put some seeds in the ground, and in a few weeks you get to see what you did. And you get to nurture those crops. And, uh, I mean, harvest was fun too, but nothing like seeding. To me, it's yeah. like starting a business or, you know, having uh, you know having birth of a child or anything. Just seeing that beginning, yeah. knowing you have full opportunity to, to be a part of its journey. Yeah, yeah. So, so you grew up on the farm. Um, you went, I, I know that it, there's a little, the naming conventions are a little different in Canada, um, but you went to high school. Then did you go to college or yes, you, what are they, actually, university there? I, I don't know. Yeah. So I went to, I finished off my university or my uh, high school and the exact same as for you, for you. And uh, then I went to college, uh, took agribusiness. And uh, got my degree in that. And, uh, you know, because of my love for agriculture, I started off actually as a mechanic was what started. I started working for John Deere as a mechanic, found out I hated fixing things because I was fixing enough things already at home. And right. uh, and it just wasn't for me. I mean, I was like Bob Proctor. Bob said, too, he started out in trades and, you know, he was encouraged and just wasn't him. So I knew I wanted more of the business mindset and I really wanted to have an impact on the business side of agriculture at the time. So... What I did was I went uh, I went back to school. Uh, thankfully, I got an injury, and so I had to go back to school anyway and leave mechanics. And then I, I did my business, um, and uh, yeah, and, and never looked back since. And then just stayed in business my whole life ever since from that point. But I mean, we kept farming um, just until recently, a few years ago. There was some uh, health things with my father and stuff like that where things had changed. And, uh, and it was just, it was a smarter play for all of us to just, to sell that particular property. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with the, the, so you don't do any, any farming today at all? No, none. Okay. I, um, I work with a lot of farmers, um, in yeah. coaching and sales and I've worked for John Deere for 11 years now as well, too. So yeah. still active in the industry. And a lot of my coaching clients are, are actually agriculture people, but no, wow. no farm. Yeah. What do you coach a farmer on? Like, it's I'm, a lot I'm of, curious. 
Well, because farming now, because everything's getting so expensive and scaling to such levels. So you're helping people get through personal development, but also now employee management. Farms aren't, in my area here, for a lot of people, these are big, these are big corporate farms. And so yeah. employee management, investment, real estate investment and development, um, you know, costs, uh, you know, just really anything you would coach anybody on um, at Microsoft, it's just a different product that you're putting out. You're just yeah. doing a commodity. Right, right. Yeah. So, so when you got out of um, college, where did you go? Did you, where did you go from, from college with an, and, 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 and your degree was in agriculture? Egg business. Yeah. So okay. it's actually funny to help pay for school. I worked for the college and I was the assistant manager for the farm that was right on the, on the, the campus. And then, so I left there, went to a company to sell uh, and market. I was an international marketing uh, manager. I was a young guy then uh, for a solar company. And what we did was we um, went and <laughs> I like that Joe. Um, we went to, we were selling solar equipment all over North America actually. And for helping pump water out of, uh, ponds and dugouts and streams and rivers uh, for agriculture use for cattle. And then we started doing uh, that for, we were building RO systems for third world countries and whatnot and selling solar systems and designing pumps and, and products uh, help design a watering system for uh, winter time. So you could have 500 gallons above, above ground without a heater and it would never freeze even at negative 40 just using ground heat. So that's what, what I did. I was an international marketing person for that set up dealerships and networks, um, different parts of the United States and Canada. And, uh, that's what I did there. Wow. So, um, but at, at some point, uh, now you still, you still work for, whoops, you still work for John Deere. Mm-hmm. Are like is that as an employee or are you like a contractor with them? Yeah, so I do as a, no, so I work for as a as a contract, and so what I'm doing there is I I manage um, I help I I'm in a transition here where I help it I went from sales and then into just operating uh, as a sales manager um, for for one uh, two of their locations, and so I do that and uh, and uh, I've done it for eleven years now. Okay. So I went from, so I worked for Fastone. Oh, sorry. No, I, I, I'm just curious how you got into the John Deere thing because you're in, you're like in sales, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I was. but what, that's not where you started right out of college. No, no. So I went, I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick little thing. So what I did was then we had a problem in the, uh, with the livestock, there was a bunch of, uh, BSE and different diseases and things like that. And they, uh, the end, the market for beef had just completely crumbled. So I had actually gotten a position offered for Fastenal Industrial Supplies, which is, is out of, based out of Winona, Minnesota. But I was working at a location in Alberta. And I did really, really well uh, as a salesperson there. Got offered the chance to start a new store. Uh, actually came back to my hometown, my, my old roots. Uh, everybody said it would never work. Um, so I had a, quite a little wager there. If I couldn't get it into profit within a year, I would resign. They took me up in the offer. We got the fastest growing branch in Canada that first year. Wow. And did really, really well. Yeah. And then, um, uh, so I left Fastenal after well, four well, years. Hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you zip by that. So you took a position as a branch manager with Fasten, I've heard of them, F-A-S-T-E-N-A-L, right? Yeah, huge so, company in the United States. What do they do? I, I, I mean, I've heard of them. Full industrial supplier, like nuts and bolts. Actually, yeah, the founder was selling nuts and bolts out of ice cream pails, I believe is what it was in Minnesota. Wow. And uh, yeah, and then, you know. Nuts and bolts? Yeah, everything now. Hydraulic fittings, coveralls, uh, ladders. Um, <sighs> you know, DeWalt power tools, you name it, Fastenal has it. Ladders. Do they sell the little giant ladders? Well, I was just thinking of our buddy there. Um, 
<laughs> I never sold Little Giant there. So wow. I don't know. Yeah. So but I fell in love with Little Giant myself. So I, I would love to sell it in Canada because I, I love that product. But it, uh, yeah, no, resold anything and everything. Resold to the military, resold to the railways, resold, I know, to machine shops, farmers, anybody. But a lot, a lot, of, a lot. So, so you, okay, so talk about how, because you said you had the fastest growing branch in Canada mm -hmm. or in the company. In Canada. In Canada. Um, was it the only branch in Canada? <laughs> no, we were. I'm kidding. Were that was a no, joke. no. Yeah. Well, at one time when I first started, we were, there was only like 30 or 40 stores. <clears throat> and, uh, but when, yeah, I, I'm trying to think, I don't know. There was several hundred. I can't remember how many. It's a good question. It's a long time ago. But you, you took it to the fastest growing branch in Canada out of however many, but like how, what, what were you doing different than, than, I mean, how exciting can selling nuts and bolts be? You know what? I'd say when you're passionate about something, Ken. Nuts and bolts? Just, how do you get passionate about nuts and bolts? Well, dude? I'm looking behind you and I can I can see about like 40 different versions of nuts and bolts be, it just within your office and you within your screen. I'm sure there are, but, <laughs> but I'm still I couldn't get excited about it. No, it's it's about relationships. Right. Right. It's about solving a problem for people. It's about relationships. Our big thing was wasn't selling nuts and bolts. What it was was supply management. So instead of a company, you know, going to the store every week and buying something, we did it for you and remanaged exactly what what you needed. And so we had to get very intimate in your business. And our whole thing was was instead of you hiring somebody to do all that, resupplied people to be able to really understand your business and keep you from having to hire people to manage your inventory. We did all of it for you. Inventory. So there are companies. Really, it's inventory in management. Inventory of nuts and bolts. And hydraulic and uh, fittings and pipe and wow. electrical, yeah, massive company. What was what were they doing? They were growing. Oh man, in the states, I think what was it? Like I can't remember. There's thousands. It was a big company. It's still a huge company. Wow, I yeah. did not know all that. So yeah. so okay. So at some point, you um, trust me. Yeah. I had no idea either that they were that that there, you could even do this. And it was just like, literally, they were the people who supplied our solar company with all their supplies. And so it just worked out that the right people at the right time. Um, um, <laughs> Tom you know, Ginn, I love that. <laughs> the, uh, you know, it's, it was, it was, it was just a good fit to get into really quick. Yeah. But however, it made me understand a lot of businesses because when you're supplying the nuts and bolts, and all the things that make the company run, you get to learn a lot about companies really quick because you get to ask a lot of questions and you get to see the types of things that are happening behind the scenes. So it gave me a huge, uh, um, you know, intellect into, into business and manufacturing. Okay. So let's get down to the nuts and bolts of the matter. So <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> I just can't, I cannot imagine like I, I'm trying to picture myself walking in for an interview for a company that sells nuts and bolts primarily and being able to maintain a straight face during the interview. <laughs> They'd be like, what, why do you keep laughing? I, I can't <laughs> believe I'm interviewing for a nuts and bolts. And job. you'd be blown <laughs> away by the amount of money and fasteners. Oh I'm gosh. sure dude. I, oh, I, it's and crazy. I know they're huge. I know that I'm not crazy. I'm not making fun. Please don't take it like I no, just I am because I remember I, I used to we used to have to dress in khaki pants yeah. and, and an and a nice golf shirt and go and stock a bolt bin. And you know you're getting dirty. Oh right? Like we literally it's like uh, wearing a tux and I don't know. To change oil or something. Right, yeah. You just so, don't. so so but you did like you were the branch manager and you were the fastest and you were new. And, and yet you became the fastest growing branch in Canada. What did you do that was different than what everybody else was doing? You did something like it wasn't. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I know I had to start figuring it out myself and I started to study it too, is 
can I, you had to figure out how to build the best relationships ever. And, and, and that was it. And, and really make sure that you understand your customer's problem and figure out how, how you can position yourself to be trusted to solve it. When you solve that problem for your customer, you are going to be able to, um, you're, you're going to be able to, you know, gain that trust and respect. You're going to, you're going to help fulfill the emotional needs like Tony Robbins teaches. And that, that's what made me so successful as a salesperson was when I understand the six human needs that Tony taught me was being able to help other people fulfill their emotional needs and build those tight relationships. There's not a person in the world that could oversell you, not a person. It won't be about price. You always have right. price people, but the price people in my life, Ken, I have never, have never had them as my customer. I am the most expensive human being you can work with every single industry or thing that I do, whether it's coaching or in sales or products, I've never been the cheapest. Right. I'm again, and I, I'm, I don't mean to, to beat this, but like, I, I cannot fathom in my brain getting excited about being the branch manager of a nuts and bolts company. I'm just like, it, it's very yeah. industrial. Um, and I've never had a job like that. So I, I'm trying to relate, I guess, relate to it and figure out what it is that you were doing because you had to have employees, right. And salespeople and, yeah. and, and how did you motivate these people to make you the fastest growing branch and all, I mean, Canada's huge. We it's like it's it's massive, right? And so, when when you look at the entire country, you hear you are the fastest girl. I'm just like, what did he do? How did you get? You didn't do that all by yourself. So, what were you doing to motivate your people to to help you become that? That's what I'm I'm like trying you to. You know, it, even today or or way back then, set goals that are extremely uncomfortable and figure it out. When you set a goal that's extremely uncomfortable, you know, if someone says to you, you know, they make 60K a year and they want to make 65, that's not a goal, right? No. If, if your store is doing, you know, $10,000 a month and you write in you, no, that's not a goal. You've got to do, you know, $200,000 a month, you know, or millions, whatever you want to call it. But it, it, you have to have a goal, find out what the, here, this is easy. Find out what the average store is doing or the average coach or the average real estate person, whatever it is, find out what the average is and take the number and at least times it by two, two or three. And that's your goal. Yeah. That's what's going to set you into the level of the top 10%. If you want to be like the average, then turn into that frequency. Yeah. Then you'll be average. Right. And that's yeah. why it's, it's, it's funny how people say, well, you know, how do you get a, a better job? Well, just change the job, change what you're applying for. You can't yeah. keep suing McDonald's for paying minimum wage. That's what they pay. So you have to cancel out applying for that job and apply for a job that's doing more. So the same thing is with your team is when you go to your team and you say, well, the average you know person is selling whatever, $50,000 a month in bolts, right? You have to, um, you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, sell a hundred thousand. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what's going to set you apart. Yep. And when you're in that kind of game, you're going to be too busy to, to deal with the people that are only about price. Now you're only dealing with people in value. So, so you worked for, how long did you work for Fastenal? Four years, four and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Then and, I went into, and, and so you got tired of that or you, whatever, and you left, where did you go from there? I went into the oil and gas industry. Uh, my dad was um, in the technology side of, um, you know, uh, metering, uh, the um uh the gas that went to the united states actually and so uh you know the, a lot of gas came from alberta here into down there and so i worked for a company that uh uh did all the compression equipment so it was based out of houston texas uh worked here was in sales and uh in management there too and uh, worked on some really big projects and supplying equipment to uh, to move gas from the ground into pipelines and uh, to its customers. Wow! So, you know, multi multi million dollar projects. Uh, everything's massive and huge and expensive and uh, extremely tight timelines and whatnot. So, a lot working with a lot of engineering companies and uh, designing systems that are going to work with uh, all the piping and equipment and all those things uh, to be able to do that. And work with a lot of teams of people to make that happen. So Teodora says, um, 
talk about the mindset you had when all of the people said what you're trying to do isn't going to work. You ever had that happen? Every day. Yeah. What, because what? if you look at, it's a great question. If you look at the 90-10 rule, what's, what's really happening is, you know, 10% of the people are going to make 90% of the money, period. And it's going to work like that even in your store, your company. And, uh, and so what you have to do is you have to show them that, you know, the, the possibilities there make them feel good. That's what's going to give them the, the drive and the motivation is to be able to show them that the possibility is there. Believe in that person enough to really show them that they can do it. Most people have never had anybody really look at them and push them that hard. And it's no fault of anyone else's other than our parents, because that's usually what caused it. Everybody wants to be safe and they want to be average. And, uh, but when you put out a goal like that and you show people that it can be done, it gets exciting and it becomes, becomes addictive and you just want to keep winning and you want to keep pushing. I mean, look at, look at Mr. Tiger Woods. The guy's changed his swing. He's done how many things already to the world's greatest golfer, but wants to be better than the old world's greatest golfer. You know, you just keep doing that and you have to show that example. If he could um, just get the woman thing under control. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a problem. You know what, here, yeah. I, Ken, Ken, I'll say it like this. When you look at your employees, your staff, or your kids, and you believe, you show them that you are passionate about believing in them that they can do something. Yeah. Because if I said, Mr. Ken Walls, I believe you can do this. And if you say, well, I don't believe that but I'm going to, I'm going to borrow your belief in me for a minute and I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And I support you doing that as a leader. Um, we're going to get there. There's nothing you can't achieve. That's why records all over the world keep getting broken in every single thing that we do, whether it's physical yeah. or health or financial. Um, it's, it's anything's achievable, but you got to believe in your people, but you also have mm-hmm. to believe in yourself and show people that that passion is there to get that goal. So, so you, you, you went into the oil and gas industry, which was new because you weren't in it before. No, my family was always in it. Right. And it just, it was something that I thought, you know what, everybody else was doing it. That's what leads us up to this, you know, that's going to be the interesting part for, for you and your audience, Ken. But I mean, for, for me, oil and gas was just an, an easy thing because everybody was doing it. There was lots of money. I mean, you can make, you know, a really good income. The benefits were there, unlimited expense account. I mean, you, whatever you want to do, party galore. Heck, if you weren't, if you weren't drinking and partying with your customers, I mean, you'd almost get fired because that you wanted to keep that emotion going. Right. That's really how the industry works. And I mean, just go to Texas, you know, the exact same thing, Texas and Alberta are the identical, uh, both the exact same, they're sisters to each other and, and the way they work. And it's, it's big money. Um, and it's a, it's a big lifestyle, but you know, for me, I could see where the oil and gas was going to change. And so after five and a half, six years of doing that, um, I knew that something was going wrong in the industry. And so Alberta's oil economy completely plummeted. And, but before it happened, I got out and I said, I woke, I woke up and I said to my wife, I literally, it it was, uh, it was three 11 in the morning. I woke up and I said, I'm going back in agriculture. And I think she said something like, you know, go back to bad Troy. It's, it's, you know, you've already got the corner office. You've already got, you know, everything in the world you could want. So, but I was working like a slave to the time and, uh, and it wasn't me, it wasn't fulfilling. So I went to work for, I got a a job offer from uh, a company that sells John Deere equipment. And, uh, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll try. I want to be a general sales manager. I want to be, you know, one of the leaders. And I actually ended up taking a job instead of being in sales. I'd never really done it before that way. So I, I tried it. And uh, so same thing. Um, average person sold, you know, five or $6 million a year. I said, I wanted to sell um, 12. Everybody laughed at me. I did miss it. I got 13. <laughs> so nice. I over doubled. Yeah. And then uh, in 2017, if you fast forward, I got, I went to, um, you know, I, I would have stayed at the $12 million, but in 2017, I got to $42 million. Wow. But, but here's, here's, here's where the big connection happened. And this is where coaching and all that came in if I could can. So what happened was I was going to stay as that standard as long as I worked like the average. And if I was tuned into that frequency, like all the other people around me, but what I had to do is I had to really step up. And when I looked back, 
in a in a box of old tapes that I had from Mr. Tony Robbins, I started to really listen to him and I started to really understand that there was a whole nother level to my life that needed to be um, uncovered and and unleashed, if you will. And so I started listening to those tapes and everywhere I'd go, I'd just play those tapes and play those tapes and play those tapes. And literally till I think I wore some of them out and then I had to go to CDs. And, and um, but what's interesting is, is I understood that there was a lot of things in my life that I was doing that I needed to stop doing. And so I, I knew that I had to, to get to the next level, I had to create a new chapter in my life. And for me, literally, I wake up in the morning on December 1st, exactly coming up to, to uh, nine years ago, I guess now. And I draw a line down the piece of paper and, and I write on there zero to 34 years old um, is my chapter one. And I draw a line down and on the right side, I wrote down 34 years old to 118 because I figured I'm going to eat a few more veggies and fruits and I'm going to get a little healthier and live long. So what I did was, is I, I uh, started to realize that I needed a to-do list and a not to-do list. And there was things I needed to stop doing. One of them was, uh, was definitely changing the amount of alcohol I was consuming. So I quit drinking completely, um, stopped, just decided. And I didn't know how I was exactly gonna do that. So I also went and signed up that day for uh, an NLP course and uh, and also um, a few other courses. One of them was actually Reiki, learning about the energy in my body and whatnot. Really want, and this is stuff that was so, you know, not me at the time and really wanted to learn it and understand it. And I knew that, you know, negative self-talk, I knew I needed to have goals. Um, that were very, very clear and concise. And I really, really, you know, had to commit to it. And uh, just a lot of things, you know, uh, there was a lot of people I was hanging around that uh, weren't on the same energy and frequency that I wanted. So what did I do? I I literally went and um, I had to fire a lot of friends. And, uh, yeah. you know, some of those people were long-term relationships. And so, you know, I got into a frequency, Ken, that uh, that was completely different. No more substances, no more negativity, no more news, um, no more a lot of things um, that were keeping me like the average player. Get onto the frequency. So then I became obsessed with Tony Robbins and, uh, you know, so many people, Jim Rohn, um, you know, uh, Chad Holmes. I started learning sales techniques from him. And I just, I could go on for hours about all the mentors, um, you know, reading, um, Dr. Canfield's uh, work and Mark Victor Hansen and, and just so many things to make sure my soul, my energy, my mindset were going. Yeah. And I literally, that's when it came up with the idea of, you know what, I'm creating and living my own chapter too. Yeah. And that from there on, sir, I then became like literally in 2017, I was the top selling salesperson in, in a group that uh, of 428 uh, salespeople in North America for John Deere. Wow. So yeah, but during, and during that though, I, I fell in love with so much about the experience of what I did. I then registered, became a certified Tony Robbins coach, um, and then uh, got certified with Bob Proctor um, and uh, did a lot of work with Brennan Burchard and, and a lot of great mindset people so that I, I literally spend all my, my life now is dedicated to coaching and serving people. I can work in agriculture. I can work in, in, uh, I can work with so many different things that I can literally do whatever I humanly want to and be a coach the entire time. The products you sell or do is just one part of it, whether you're selling a book or a tractor or whatever. It's creating the experiences for your customer as a coach yeah. or as a, as a leader that, that are going to make that difference. What is the 333 story that Tom is asking you to share? Hmm. Tom, can you tell me a little more? I don't know what I said. I don't, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. So what about expanding on this for Christopher? The concept of a new chapter two. Well, I think anybody is, you know, you know, Christopher knows a lot about this a uh, little bit, I guess. And, you know, to expand on it every day that you might be going into that old paradigm, like Bob Proctor, you know, my mentor would say, um, you know, if you're in an up and down moment or you're, or you're having problems or you feel like you're going back into what you didn't want to be, you got to ask yourself, I mean, am I living in chapter one or am I living in chapter two? It's easy to go back to chapter one because it's safe. <laughs> You've already experienced it. Even if it was painful, you know how to react, you know how to cope with it and you know how to adjust to it. Um, chapter two is the chapter that, you know, you get to write out to be exactly how life is on your terms. 
How are you showing up for yourself in the morning or throughout the day? How are you showing up for your family? How are you showing up for your team, you know, where you work or the customers you support? And, and uh, you know, design that chapter two and, and, and get out of chapter one. Chapter one is filled with the average people that you were a part of before. A lot of those things and those habits and beliefs came from, you know, learning from your parents and they learned that from their parents and so on back as far as it goes. And we get used to those same feelings. And it's it, when you're living in, in chapter two, there's nothing that can feel better. At least it has been for me. I've taught a lot of coaches and, and whatnot. I know I've had Tony Robbins uh, people that, that uh, have used the chapter two program that I've taught to in depth and, um, you know, and now I work with uh, Bob Proctor on the Thinking the Results program, which really is like chapter two, but taking it to a completely way higher level. And that's what I'm really passionate about now, but is uh, is being able to really, really figure that out. You know, and, and I'd say to anybody, write <laughs> down your goal, write down your goal and uh, and figure out your to-do list to get it, but also write out your not to-do list. And I promise you, there's not a person on this call that, that will have a smaller not to do list if they're being honest with themselves. That list will get big. And, you know, because if you're going to have a goal, Ken, what are you willing to give up? Some people are going to say, well, you know, I got to give up more time. I got to work harder to get my goal phone and make a million dollars a year. No, you have to give up BS beliefs, is what you have to give up. Yep. You have to give up the mindset and the crap you're telling yourself that you have to do to feel good. No, you don't need that extra chocolate bar. No, you don't need a pale ice cream. No, you don't need to go and complain to your wife that you're, you know, having a crappy day. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Uh, it, it was a story about Bob Proctor. He, he shared raising $3 million in three days and three hours to process raised to support a community after a tornado, how we can versus can't. All right. I'm not familiar with that Bob Proctor story. I'm going to ask Bob that exact story tomorrow, Tom, and I will find out more about that. I don't know about it either. Here's the deal though. I can probably answer most of it is, you know what? If you put a goal out, if we all said that right now today, that there's been an event or there's a, a purpose, Right. So if we have a purpose that we want to pick some guy off the, you know, that we find at that Walmart today and we're going to give him a million dollars. If we put our mind to it right now today and you get the power of a mastermind together, as Napoleon Hill would talk about, but you put together a bunch of people on the same frequency and you say we need a million dollars in 24 hours and you put together the right people at the right frequency, it's not hard to raise that million dollars. It'll actually be almost kind of sadly easy. Why? Because you committed to it. You had a goal. A plane can't fly without coordinates. Well, not successfully, right? If you want to go from Atlanta to New York, they already have the coordinates and the thing is already completely programmed before it takes off. Might be a few changes and things like that, right? And uh, the, uh, okay, Tom, I, 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 huh, I'm going to uh, go back. So when, when we go into the, um, but when you, when you have an outcome, you will get there. And it's uh, and and because of that that uh, motivation, and you share those goals with the people around you, the people that are on your frequency that believe in you, and that you believe in them. And when you have that reciprocal thing, like you know, I believe in anything that Ken does, right? And I know he believes in myself, and he works with my son, and and all that. I know that those goals, if we put our minds to something, we can get there. Yeah, when you have that passion, you'll get there. You'll get that million dollars. So you, I'm curious, like you said, you became a certified Tony Robbins coach. Um, what does that, What what's that take to like that? That doesn't sound like it would be unless you just pay him a bunch of money and you're automatically certified. Through the Robbins Madonna's program. Yeah, so he has a program. He's got a program called the Robbins Madonna's program. And so then what you do is you go through different levels. You start off at, uh, at I guess it would be called the core 100, 200, and then now uh, the mastery level. And so you have to spend, uh, you know, time. Yeah, you have to take the curriculum, do the testing, the practice sessions. Uh, you go through uh, everything that, uh, that what a certified coach should be. Wow. Like I've spent thousands of hours. Yes, you can. There are a lot of coaching companies out there, Ken, that uh, – it's sad that you can go out, you know, for a Saturday morning and do get 
become certified into a into a coaching program and there's some big names out there doing it for people but yeah. no the, the stuff i want is i want to be certified or as, uh, associated with people who have massive impact and yeah. a track record right so yeah you know i've had the privilege of working with people that um you know are just get, getting their personal lives in order they want to be better show up for themselves or their family they want to learn about sales techniques or how to um, yeah, I did walk over coals in uh, Chicago. <laughs> did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, um, uh, when we did that, uh, that was a quick experience walking over coals. I really liked that. But no, with with Tony, with any of the coaching programs, you know, I you, I want to be able to inspire people in so many ways. But the number one thing, Ken, if I may bring up, is during this whole journey and in the, in the the hundreds and hundreds of people I've coached or masterminds I've hosted worked with. I mean, I work a lot of evenings and weekends and, and I work, you know, a lot during the day on coaching. It's, it's, it's my life. It's what I do. Yeah. The best part is though, is I've involved my entire family into, into this lifestyle. You know, um, my wife be, uh, became a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. My son, Luke is a black belt. Um, Everett was in Taekwondo and, and teaching Tony Robbins material as part of their class to help their group. Wow. It's because we live what we do. We're, you know, we want to be the product of the product and, and that's how our goals all shifted. Otherwise we'd still be living in that little old house that we were in, you know, now we're in the big house and, you know, on the side of the mountains and it's, uh, you know, life is a lot different. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, the people you get to touch and affect are amazing. We've worked with people with, you know, personal problems. Um, fortunately, unfortunately I've helped six people already in my short, you know, uh, eight years, uh, uh, stop them from uh, carrying out suicide and uh, you know being able to shape country companies into you know hundreds and millions of dollars worth of, of products and services and so myself personally you know between the things I've sold I've, I've, I've hit the 400 million dollar mark and I'm proud to say that stuff that you know yeah. stuff I've you know learned executed um, has worked and I'm here to inspire people now that you've got to pick what you want to do you got to pick that goal <clears throat> and, and and you have to you know it's it's amazing that once you decide and then start executing on that decision like you decide i'm not going you know eric was was joking but probably serious that his chapter one sucks um, you know, when you make the decision that I, that's, that's the old me, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, my, my buddy Glenn Morshower has a saying, and I'm probably not going to get it right, but, um, you know, that's old. I'm new next. It's time to move on. You make the decision. I'm going to have a different life. You get into the right state that Tony talks about and you, you, you're going to vacillate. You're going to go in and out of that state. Like it's just going to happen throughout over a period of time. You know, you're going to, you're going to have a business. You're going to, and you're going to have challenges. You're going to have things that occur and you're, you're going to go your, your mind. I truly believe um, like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about it, but your mind is going to try to go back to the old you and put you in the victim mentality or put you in the whatever mentality that doesn't work, it's going to try to drag you back down. And that's why it's important to fire the people around you that are dragging you down to their level. It's the crabs in a bucket thing, right? So when you get rid, and I, I, I'm, I'm just throwing this out to Eric, but you know, I mean, once you make the decision to, to, to change and you start taking massive action towards that, you know, I said it last night on a live stream. You just got to keep showing up. You just have to keep showing up. Well, if I was giving Eric a piece of advice, is here's the deal. Eric, when he makes a comment like that, wants to start something new. He's tired of what it is, right? Yeah. So I would seriously write down your age today and call that your chapter one. And honestly, and write, and write a line down the middle of the page. The reason why... So I want you to write down all the things on that piece of paper that are holding you back, the things that you're sick of, that you're done with, everything else. Yeah. On the right side, start writing down the things that you're going to start doing immediately, not 
I'm going to chew gum to start, stop smoking, or I'm going to drink more Coke because I I miss beer. I no, there's no substitution for anything. You decide today what you are going to do or not do. It's like driving on the highway. You're either going to stay on the right side of the dotted line or you're not. And the, you know, you, you have to make that decision right now. And literally you got to say, I'm not going to be held victim of these old beliefs anymore. Take a, a, a scissors, cut that page in half and literally on in a pail, do it somewhere safe, please. Um, but burn that list, go out and burn it. It'll be the best feeling in the world. And then bury the ashes and put a little gravestone in front and say, that was the old me. That was chapter one. It's done. It's gone. Start chapter two, go out and, and scream it to the world, but write down that goal, whether it's uh, uh, write down a financial goal, a health goal and a relationship goal. What I am so happy and grateful that it is, you know, July 10th, 2022. And I am now earning, you know, $500,000 if you were making 200 or whatever, come up with that goal that you want, right? Maybe you right. make 50 and you want to make 80. And, you know, and, and you're, if you're tired of being 280 pounds, write down the goal that I'm grateful that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be, you know, 180 pounds. Or not, not that I'm going to be, that I am, sorry. The wording is everything. So I am so happy and grateful that, you know, I earn $150,000 a year. I'm 210 pounds and that I, I have, uh, you know, became engaged to the love of my life, right? Or I've reignited my marriage into the way that it should be and wanted it to be. And write that down, write it out 50 times. And I want you to put that on a piece of paper, keep that in your pocket, set a timer in your phone. And I want you to every four hours, look at that piece of paper, say it out loud to yourself so that you hear the frequency and the voice and and your eardrums and your soul hearing that goal. And when you, when you get that intimate with that goal, then I want you to start picturing what your life really looks like. Start taking pictures. Start going on the internet and building a vision board so that you can completely envision what it is. My wife, she already picked our house five years ago, a big A-frame house. I had no idea, and that's the house we're living in now. It's just weird, right? You picture these things, and you get the lifestyle you want. You want to make, right? You want to you want to make a million dollars. Put it in your head, and you'll make a million dollars. But it's not just the law of attraction. It's when you see yourself there, your vibrancy becomes there. Your actions become there. And when you, if you put it in your timer in your phone every four hours, Bob doesn't teach this, this is Troy teaching you this. And every four hours, go and look at your goal card and write it out another 10 times. Write it out till you wear out pens and you get calluses on your on your hands. And you tell yeah. everybody around you, here's my goal. That's yeah. when when stuff's gonna change and you leave the crap behind you that 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 you that you're comfortable with, but you laugh at it and you say that was the old, that was the old Ken, that was the old Troy. Yeah. And you move on. I, I have a client who's a buddy of mine that um, he he was um, and he lives in South Georgia, Billy Merritt. And Billy talks about that he was um, broke, really broke, like the electric was getting ready to be turned off. And he, he was selling this software that he owned um, to these car dealers. And he's driving around. He said, I had a four hour drive, he said, and to this dealer. He said, and this, this guy comes across what I'm listening to, a podcast or something, and it was Bob Proctor. And, and he said, the man said something that changed my life forever. He said, you need to be having this conversation. And Teodora, Teodora, I love Teodora. She's amazing. She heard me say this and, and she, she, you know, and it's this, I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continuous basis. And, and, and that's, that's Bob Proctor. Right. And so Mm -hmm. Billy said, I heard Bob say, you need to be saying out loud and to yourself, I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continuous basis. He said, I thought, well, I'm broke as hell right now. What do I have to lose? And he said, I'm driving down the road, four hour drive. And I start saying, I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continuous basis. He said, and I started screaming it at the top of my lungs and I felt it. And he goes, by the time I got to my location, my voice was hoarse. Like I was hoarse from saying it so many times. He said, I've said that. I don't even know thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of times. And, and, you know, Billy got to in a, in a four year period, $20 million a year. And, and so, 
So it works. It literally changes your, your, the, I've, I started, this was a year ago. Billy's telling me this and, and I'm like, really, that's really cool. And so I start doing it and I still do it all the time. I do it all the time. And it's, it's amazing to me that when you're in that mindset, it just shows up. It's crazy. I don't know how I can't explain it, but it just shows up. You're putting out a different frequency. Oh, can I got to interrupt you. So I got to tell you the story. So this one day I'm driving in, in my pickup and I'm, I'm going to a customer's place to sell, do this industrial contract. And, um, and I was working for a client and the funniest story. So I'm literally doing, um, my incantations exactly the same, but I had just phoned the person ahead to tell them I'm coming, left a voicemail, forgot to hang up on my steering wheel. So I start doing my incantation about how I'm, how I've already assumed the sale and won. Okay. And I'm <laughs> shouting this out. I'm yelling it. And, and I'm, and I can't remember the exact words, but I'm, I'm like, uh, I, I said exactly how much the sale was and I'm doing this anyways, have no clue, no clue. And I get to the customer's place and this guy's got this humongous smile and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, and he's looking at me, he goes, do you know what you did? And I said, no. And he looks at me, he goes, he goes, you gotta seriously hear this. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, here, this is on my voicemail. And I can hear myself screaming. At oh my, my God. Wow. And I, I'm beyond red. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no dark, there's no shade of red for this. And, uh, and so I'm turning red even. I feel it now because I'm so embarrassed. And, uh, and I look, look at him, he goes, honestly, I couldn't even say no to doing this contract with your company right now because I would literally kill that energy. And he goes, can you tell me more about what you do? Because that sounded damn exciting. Oh, that's, <laughs> did you make the right? sale? Oh, yeah. Oh, heavens, yes. Oh, heavens, yes. The guy was so pumped up. He was so excited. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I, I see. I, when it, you know, so many people, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who I just love, he's my greatest spiritual teacher of all time. And he says, you know, change your, change your thoughts. You'll change your life. Tony talks about it. You know, every guru in the world that, that, I mean, I can remember my brother-in-law who built an empire, massive empire, used to, you know, talk about think and grow rich. And he would talk about, you know, and, and I, when I was a kid, I remember him talking about that. I was a young or, a, you know, in my teens. And I remember him talking about that. And, 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 you know, it occurred to me later in life that, you know, maybe the problems that I'm having in my life all go back to the thoughts that I'm having in my life. And, and I truly believe that when we learn how to uh, because you're going to have negative thoughts. I don't care who you are. Like it doesn't oh, matter. Heavens, who you yeah. are. Like I, I have them. You have them. You just told yeah. me before the interview started how, you know, uh, I'm having a hard time finding a pickup truck. You can't even find them right now. Right. Yeah. I have an idea yeah. for you, Troy, change yeah. your thoughts on that whole matter and you'll find well, you, a you, you, pickup you, truck. <laughs> you know, and well, and it, here's something cool if for everybody that you can do, including myself and, and for Ken is today, and every day, write down what am I focused on? Because yeah. if you're focused on on you know and a lack of, yeah. focus on the abundance with gratitude. Yeah. Number two, number two is write down what is my internal language. How do I see myself and what's happening to me rather than for me? Yep. And what is your external language that you're telling other people? Yep. Right. So and true, also, man. And, and then also, what is your physiology? If you're laying in bed watching this 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 interview today, get your butt out of bed, get yeah. moving. Motion affects emotion. Go for a walk. If you're feeling depressed or feeling confused, get get out of your car. If you're driving, if you're a realtor going up and down the streets trying to figure which house to knock on, park the car. Go for a walk. Get get grateful about things, and um, you know, and get your physiology there. I you know, I like to be standing up. I like to be moving. But focus, language, internal and external, and physiology, those three things are going to have a massive impact on your life. And if you're yeah. focused on on listening to the news to tell you how crappy politics are or how, you know, whatever, something's happening, it's you're just going to keep on that frequency. You got to change the channels. We got to get grab your remote, change your channel, get on a different frequency, eat foods that whatever you put in your mouth, 
has the frequency you want, whatever you're looking at has the frequency you want, whatever you hear, what frequency does that have? What are you touching? What frequency does that have? It's frequency of all of these things uh, that, that are going to really have an impact in you, Ken. And, and that's yep. what, you know, if you if you go into with what I just said with these five senses is that's what's going to affect the way that your subconscious works. Yep. And that's what's going to affect, you know, through your conscious mind and into your subconscious is that's what's going to produce the result. So that you know if you're watching, uh, I don't know, not to pick on CNN, but I, I hate their show. So if you, but if you are listening to something that's negative, you're going to come out of it negative. And, you know, you watch in a movie theater as two movie uh, things can enter the hallway at the same time after a movie. If you're watching one that's a high action movie, but you're watching one that's a slow, you know, sappy movie and you watch the two groups come out into the middle. One group is already punching walls and they're still fired up. There's still action. But when it's the group that's the sappy movie, those people come out and they're like, oh, you know, and they got Kleenex and stuff. No, stop with the sappy crap. That stuff is entertaining for you, but you got to get on a page where you're fired up, you're vibrant. And again, you know, your what what's affecting your your eyes, your ears, your your touch, your taste, your mouth, all those things. Yeah. Put into your body what you need. Keep the vibration up. Gigo. G-I-G-O. Right? Garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you're feeding your mind, you're gonna so 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 let let me ask, gosh, I can't believe we've been on here 56 minutes already. So so let me Good ask talk. you a question. Mm-hmm. And I ask this question on every show. Um, and the number one answer has always been fear. So I want you to do better. Um, and that is what do you, in your opinion, this is all about your opinion. What do you feel holds people back from real financial success in life and freedom, happiness, joy? Your story. It's your story and your goal. If you don't have the right story and the, the right goal and purpose, there's nothing to be fearful of. You'll never have fear if you don't if you're not if you're not going to um, if you have a goal of what income you want, what relationships you want, how you're going to get there, what's your story, what's your purpose. Um, if you have the right story, the right vibra- uh, vibration, that's what's going to get you there. Disappointment isn't always going to be fear. Yes, fear is a thing that that happens to you, um, and that's going to come up. But if you already know that that's going to come up and you've already planned for it, then you're just going to get past that. You're going to see the road bump. You're going to go around it because you already know, but you have the story that no matter what, come hell or high water, I, I'm getting that goal. This is what I'm doing, and I'm going to get resourceful, find the people around me, find the right things to focus on, have the right language, have the right actions, and I'm going to show up, and I'm getting that goal no matter what. That's what's going to get you there. And the people who don't get it, they just don't have that story. That's just really that simple. It's the truth. It's I don't think it's fear. I know a lot of people use the same thing, you know, Fear is a, is a great excuse. There's either the fear of failure, the fear of success, or the fear of self-worthiness. Yes, that's an, an outcome. That's an emotion that happened. But if your story isn't aligned with your goal and you can't see that goal and you can't picture that goal in your mind, this every client of mine, this is what you have to do if you work with me, is you have to have that goal. You have to be able to see yourself there and you have to see how you're going to get there. If you don't see that, there's nothing to get mad at. There's nothing to be disappointed about. You don't even know what you even failed at. It's true. It's true. What about, um, you know, well, especially in Canada, eh? (laughs) the, 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 (laughs) the, the last year and a half has been insane and, you know, pandemics and lockdowns and all kinds of insanity going on. Suicide rates skyrocketed worldwide. And, you know, what about somebody that's that's watching right now, Troy, um, that feels like they've they've you know, and Tony says, really everything, but they feel like they've tried everything. They feel like they're at they they tied a knot in the end of the rope and the knot is broke loose and they're they they can't figure it out. They are just a mess. Maybe the electric's being shut off tomorrow. Maybe the, 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 the car got repossessed. You know, life is bad for them at the moment. What do you say to that person that feels like just giving up? What do you say to help them get through to the next moment? 
Yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate the question and the opportunity to answer that. You know, if you're somebody who is, is struggling and, you know, you you can hear a lot of people saying, you know, you could do this, should do this and all that. Truth is, it's hard. When you feel down and you're stressed and, and things are bummed out, you know, here's the deal is you know what that goal is. Maybe you don't. But I can tell you this is when I when I first hired my first coach um, and there was the smartest thing I did because I was going in my downward spiral and everything yet was to a lot of people was happening amazingly for me. But internally, it wasn't. My goals weren't aligned. I couldn't figure out my goals. So the thing is, is it's not that easy always just to write down a goal and go for it. What I would do is I would sit down with somebody, find somebody, a friend or somebody you look up to, a mentor. Tell them, you know what? I need an hour of mentorship. Can you help me out? Can you help me identify some goals? Maybe you go back and you find that 12-year-old goal that you had when you were 12 or 14 years old or five years old. Maybe what was the goal when you first started that business? What was your goal when you first started that relationship or your marriage? You know, what was your goal when you first wanted to get out of college? A lot of things have happened in between there, including the pandemic for a lot, for, for everybody. But the cool part is, is we can go in and we can uncover what that real goal is and we can start to figure out start to feel good about that and start to get grateful about the things that are happening good for you. Even some of the things that happen bad, maybe you lost your job, maybe your income is, is, is terrible or your business, you know, failed, but maybe those things happen for a reason. And maybe it gives you the opportunity now not to be, you know, trapped in a world that you were never totally happy with before. Maybe you have to be honest with yourself, yeah. but get surrounded by the right kinds of people and start to have some laughs at the things that have been happening. And I know that might not be easy to say and hear, but there's nothing else you can do. Ending your life or is going to put more people around you suffering. You know, ending your career or completely shutting down or becoming addicted to a substance or product is, is, is just not the option for you. The option is, is you have every moment available in front of you to, to live whatever life you want on your terms. Get around people that are going to lift you, pull you, carry you and show you the way don't worry about the money part all that everything will happen after but the smartest thing that you could do today for each and every single person i don't care if you're rich or poor struggling happy whatever invest in yourself put yourself into a program that you invest with really smart people that are teaching you really good things and uh and, and make it part of a ritual so that every single day you work on getting your goal don't do this just for three days don't go to an event for a weekend Every day, this is what you commit to. Design your chapter two today, you know, and get and get involved with the people that are going to do that. There's people that like myself and Ken and so many great people watching this show that have all helped people and have all been in, and had a, a not so cool chapter one. Some people have had really cool chapter ones and had to go to chapter twos or threes or fours, but just keep growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And in between is really boring. You know, set some real good goals. Get around people and material that's good. Listen to Bob. Listen to, you know, the, the the Tonys and, you know, the people that are really good. Reach out. I'm always here to help people. Ken's here to help people. And just keep immersed. But stop. make a not-to-do list, the stuff that you know is keeping you, your vibrancy yeah. down. Love that, man. I love that. Everybody go over to coachtroy.ca and follow Troy and, and, and Troy, is that, is all your social media, is it all on your website where they can follow you? Yeah. So that, that site is designed to be around, you know, I'm really committed to, you know, really working with, uh, with, with the Proctor Gallagher team. And, and because I know that the, the steps in there, you know, there's 12 modules in that thinking the results program. And, and I do things with masterminds uh, as groups so you can work together with people. Um, we've got a few running and we can put you into those. We do one-to-one -one, uh, coaching as well, where you can work directly with me. And uh, and then also what's really cool now that I started doing, uh, Ken is uh, hosting masterminds for companies. Companies that are coming out of this pandemic, they want to get their people all on the same page. They want to get the, the cohesiveness again. They want to get the vibrancy up. So what I'm doing is I'm actually hosting uh, a mastermind for the company and literally putting them through the program. So yeah, reach out to me. I mean, there's, I, yeah. Even if I, I even if I could spend thirty minutes and just get to meet people, the thing we have to do with the pandemic, we got to look for the opportunity in it. And the opportunity is everybody went through it. So yep. the cool part is is now we get to reset. Yep. Um, we have to. 
you can argue it all day long, whether or not it's real or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is what you do going forward. Don't worry about the crap that happened behind you. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Stop Amen. worrying about the political crap. Just move forward and become, become an American, become a Canadian and, you know, support your country and your people and, and everybody around you, the world. Just be, be grateful for everything you have. Totally Some people agree. got married again. Some people got married again. They got to come home and be in isolation and build relationships they've never had for years. That's yeah. how conditioned we've become, Ken. Yeah. And now let's get conditioned on starting fresh and really cranking it because there's yeah. nothing but opportunity. There's nothing but opportunity. Totally. And there agree. will always be there will always be sadness that you can find. Let's let's turn off all those switches and let's open up the doors to opportunity. Be grateful and intentional, Mark Rodriguez says. Totally. All day long, Mark. All day Agreed. long. Thank you. Troy, thank you for coming on and sharing and 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 sharing your wisdom and your your pain and your your everything, man. I, I you're a good dude. I appreciate you coming on and and spending time with everybody. So, thank you. I appreciate you Ken and everybody else. Thank you so much. I love sharing the story and and learning about each other and Ken, you've been a, your show is an absolute inspiration. Uh, I just love having it playing. So thank you. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Everybody make sure you go follow Troy on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere. Check out coachtroy.ca and everybody have a fantastic day. Thank you to those of you that shared this out. Really genuinely appreciate you. Uh, very, very grateful for that. So, Troy, I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. See you guys. Have a great day.